A Gentleman Always, a weekly discussion of gentlemanly topics. Visit us on the web at agentlemanalways.com. Call the show at 480-788-4368. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Patrick and Damian James. Welcome to Episode 2 of the Gentleman's Podcast. I'm Damian James. I'm here with Ryan and Sam. And we're going to kind of follow up last episode, you know, first episode of the podcast. We were just kind of all over the place. But uh, I think this this time around, we'll try to be a little bit more organized. And we're going to kind of follow up with uh, Sam had a terrible date, right? Absolutely. No okay. question. Terrible date. And it didn't stop there. Uh, this was a, a date where you displayed very clear body language signals that you were not interested. Is this correct? That is absolutely true on, on many different levels. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I do want to talk about this, though. Men aren't always great at, women, at reading women's <laughs> body language signals. Are you, are, do you agree with me, Damien? I, I agree I, to a large extent. and I, I think... didn't get it until I was in my mid to late 20s. I really could not read physical cues at all, women's physical cues. I didn't get it. Like, I didn't, like, looking back, there are so many times in my life that women were either flirting with me and I had no idea or were not at all interested in me and I had no idea. Like, looking back on it, and I, I just didn't get it. But getting all the way to 40 and not realizing that is different than being 20 and not realizing that as well. So, um, didn't pick up on the body language when you were together. Tried to touch you immediately, so two big mistakes there. Um, didn't really pick up on the fact that you were talking about your ex and um, just trying to trying to paint yourself as unappealing um and uh the whole exchange didn't sound very encouraging to me and now we're going to talk about what happened after the date so tell us what was the first communication you got after the date so well, just to kind of go towards the tail end, to give a little point of reference, um, at the end of the night, uh, you know, I, I, I hugged him goodbye. Um, he most definitely did not want to let me go. As I was trying to pull away, he again tried to kiss me. I, I very specifically said I don't kiss on the first date. He finally let me go. As I was trying to dive into my vehicle, he invited me over to his house the next morning for pancakes. I told him then I was not going to be coming over. I promptly drove home, and the moment I arrive on my doorstep, I see that I have an email from him telling me how good I smelled. And while that was really... What were the words that he used? So I, I will say this is something a gentleman should do, because this was the one nice thing of the night. When he did hug me, he told me that I smelled really good, and then he said I smelled pretty. Yes, and that is pure gold right there, and uh, everybody use that now. Absolutely. Tell a woman she smells pretty, and she will actually soften for you. 
So once I did get home, I guess he had definitely managed to pick up on the fact that I did like that compliment because his email to me was that he could still smell me on him. Now, being told you smell good and that you smell pretty is fantastic. Being told by a creepy stranger that they can smell you on them, not necessarily something you want to hear. Not until you've slept with someone, right? Agreed. Agreed. I think this guy, this is my guess, this guy is taking cues from movie romances. He, I think that he sees television or movie romances, media romances, and he thinks this is how real life romances work. He thinks that it's this, that, oh, I'm going to win her over with, with these pretty words on the first date kind of thing, that that's how it works when he doesn't realize, you know, that stuff just comes off as creepy and clingy early in a relationship and, and that is absolutely true I, I you know the the more that i thought about it the more i finally was able to identify what it was about this man that was so off-putting and it was his desperation mm-hmm. so after i get the email that he can still smell me on him he then sends another email telling me that he feels himself getting sweeter with every you know breath he takes of me um, and I'm trying to remember, there was one other... See, I mean, that, that sounds like a movie line, too. I think that he's getting stuff... That, I don't know. That sounds like a bad movie line. It, like, yeah, I'm not saying that these are good movies that he's drawing from. I he think needs to watch like, better movies. But. Yeah, I think that he's drawing from, like, run-of-the-mill romantic comedies or from crappy pop love songs kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that that's what he... That my guess is that that's what he thinks that a, a relationship is. Now, for those of you who are listening, I I forgot to bring this up on the first podcast. Um, Sam is how tall did you say you were? Five eight. Five eight. Five eight and uh, long brown hair. Um, she's in good shape. She looks pretty good, and uh, you know, not the kind of people that contact me. Ani Harmony. <laughs> Sam is quality goods. So let's so let's let's be clear about that before we talk about the type of people that she's interfacing with here. Well, thank you very much, Damien. I do appreciate the compliment. So after I rolled my eyes and read through these emails, I was actually pretty tired. Went to bed. Woke up the next morning. Typically check my email on my handy iPad that I always have with me and what do you know first thing I see another email from the date telling me that he had been awake for an hour and I was the first thing he thought of when he opened his eyes with morning wood (laughs) (laughs) oh don't do that to me Oh no, I didn't even think of it that way. Statistically, that's probably accurate. That is probably accurate. It it probably is, and now I'm even more disturbed than I was. Okay, so he opened his eyes, and you weren't there, and he sent you a sweet little text, right? Well, yes, yes. But but you didn't make it to his breakfast, did you? Uh, I no, I did not. as a matter of he fact, had after... a place set for you. <laughs> yes. Well, so printed out your picture, taped it right to that chair. <laughs> oh, I, I will. I will mention that I did um, see one of my photos on his iPhone. Um, yes, 
that was something that was a little disturbing to me that he he had one of my photos on his iPhone. But again, um, kind of moving on. Uh, after I saw his morning email, I, I rolled my eyes aside, tried to figure out what the appropriate plan of attack would be for addressing um, this this particular message. I chose to ignore it up until the point in time that I realized that he was probably expecting me for pancakes. So at that point, I sent him an email and just wanted to reiterate that I would not be coming over for breakfast and that I was going to lunch with a friend. And I had a very busy day and I hoped he had a nice weekend. I, I was hoping that we could just leave things at that. Well, then he proceeds to send me another email asking me if I wanted to make um, future plans. I ignored it. He then sent me another email telling me that he had changed his mind about making blueberry pancakes, that he instead made raspberry pancakes, and that they were very tasty. Um, then um, fast forward a little later, the phone starts ringing. Um, he apparently wanted to plan yet another date. I again ignored that message. And then comes the email, something's wrong, isn't it? You've been awfully short with me today. Now, I'm not exactly sure what was meant by that comment, seeing as how I had avoided communicating with him in all possible ways, barring my one have a nice weekend email. Um, so I guess short means not communicating at all. Um, I did give that email some time as well, waited until I was done with my day, and when I got home, I very politely said I was ready to end the match. Now, I thought that that would be it. I thought that... Um, me telling him that I was not interested in continuing, that he would just politely, you know, shut down my profile in, you know, the online state. Unfortunately, no. Um, he then proceeds to send me this long email telling me, you know, how attractive I was um, in terms of my um, emotional ability to love and the size of my heart and, and, and how he he also had commented on how, how difficult it was for him to listen to my hours of stories about my former boyfriends. Um, but yet he still wanted to, to, to listen because it showed I could love someone and that was what he was looking for. So uh, at, at the point that I, I realized that he can't take just the polite message of leave me alone, I decided to be very direct. Uh, my email back was... Uh, I'll read it for the audience. And for all of you, please understand these are the cues you should be paying attention to if you want to know whether or not a woman is interested in you. This is what you would hear or see when she is not. So I gave him some advice. I said, a woman who spends, as you say, three hours talking about her ex, repeatedly makes mention that she is not comfortable touching new people, makes repeated comments about being tired and makes no effort at all to make future plans, is sending you very clear signals in as polite a way as possible that she is not interested in moving forward. Please leave B. It was a first date. I, I appreciate the fact that you sent him that. He probably needs to know that, although he was probably pissed to read it at the time. Hopefully he actually took that message away from it you know i don't know that you could have been any more polite about that and phrase it in a more helpful way because yeah okay if if at any stage here where you are actually interested if you are interested in 
someone when you leave the first date. Um, if they send you a text message, will you respond to it? I'm sorry? <laughs> if you're interested in someone and they send you a text message, will you respond to it? I absolutely would. And probably pretty quickly as well since I am someone that, that, that typically has some communication mechanism in hand. So it's not like a like a 50-50 chance. It's you're you're really you're going to respond to someone if they're interested. If you're interested, sorry. Absolutely. And I I think that all women typically will. How quickly though? I think that that's something that people would want to know. The if if somebody doesn't get back to you at all, I mean that's one thing, but if they don't get back to you within a few, within a day, 5 hours, 2 hours, 30 minutes, at what point do you know that that person is probably not interested? So I, I think that that's not a, a black and white um, question. Um, it, it really depends on the person. And, and you should typically pay attention to any sort of prior communications that you've had with that person and establish a baseline. So people that, that typically deal with me on a, on a recurring basis will realize that I, I, I typically am pretty responsive and I may not always be able to answer a message immediately, but I will get back typically within an hour um, or, or two. I don't leave things hanging. So that really is my established baseline. So once you, you've communicated with me, if you don't hear from me for five hours, 10 hours, um, it's a pretty good indicator that either something really tragic has happened or I absolutely am not interested in you. And I think that's really just a good rule of thumb. There may be people that that really take a day to get back to you in in all cases. And so you you just need to really get a feel for what prior experiences showed you to determine how your next communications are going to be. Okay. Uh, Well, this brings up something else that's interesting, too. Like when when you're having communications with with people and this guy was clearly interested in you. I mean, there's no question that he was interested in you. So how long... Should you wait before sending that next message or trying a different means of communication or should you do anything? Once, you, once you've sent something out there into the world, do you just wait for that person to respond or, or what? Messages do get lost. Yeah. Uh, there are some times when a text message isn't delivered, sometimes when an email is sent to a spam folder, sometimes when you know a person gets like five text messages all at once and maybe they don't even notice yours. And when you text them again, then they'll see it, but they may not notice it, or they may think about it for a split second, and then they're really busy that day, and they don't get back to you. Um, So I would say probably, if you don't hear back from somebody within a day, send them one more, and then leave it. And that's absolutely uh, what what I would recommend as well. I mean, for me, you know, two tries. You know, not back-to-back, space them out. Um, you know, first try and then a follow-up. Anything beyond that can become harassment and intrusive. Now, let's talk a little bit about text messages versus phone calls because I've spoken with a number of women on this subject and actually just kind of listened to women talk to other women about this subject while I was not eavesdropping. I was in, in the conversation. But um, what is kind of annoying is um, everybody has a preference and everybody thinks that their preference is universal. It's kind of like people who don't understand, like when they're they're being physical with someone else, that everybody responds to things in different ways. And it's really it's it's fine, but it's annoying when people think that 
everybody else is like me and therefore I will dismiss you immediately if you don't. Or not, not even necessarily everybody else is like me, but all women have the same response. Right. Or all men have the same response to things too. That's, that's just as big a generalization. Because I've known women that, that hate to talk on the phone, that really like to text. And there are a lot of women that really like to text, especially younger women nowadays. They really, you know, they could, they can text no matter where they are. It doesn't interrupt them. Um, and, uh, Texting is really popular for a number of reasons nowadays, but there are other women who think that if someone texts you, well, that's really impersonal. They should call. And and they think that that everybody else thinks like them, too. So my general advice, and this is something that, that we even do in um, a professional environment, is establish communication preferences preferences up front. You know, do you prefer email? Do you prefer phone calls? Do you prefer text messaging? Do you like voicemail messages? Do you want to be text messaged before you receive a call? I think all of those are really easy things to establish when you're meeting someone up front. That way, and, and for both parties, that way both parties are having their communication preferences met. And, and no one's being intrusive. For me, I don't mind talking on the phone if it's planned. I'm a very busy person. I typically don't like being called out of the blue when it's unexpected because it may interrupt what I've got going on. And I typically don't like to leave things going to voicemail. I want to get them addressed right away, so I will answer it. But if it is unplanned, it is a little bothersome. It's very easy for someone to just send me a text saying, hey, you know, do you want to talk later? And we can set up a time. And I think that's that's uh, an excellent approach, and that's kind of what I use nowadays. Is uh, you know talking on the phone. There is an added element to it that uh, text messages just don't have the ability to convey the the nuance and the personality that you can get with a phone call. But on the other hand, you don't want to interrupt somebody when it's an inopportune time. Everybody's very busy nowadays, so just a text message saying, "Hey, are you available to talk?" or "Do you want to chat?" that sort of thing. Um, and then follow up with phone call if the person's available is a really good approach, I think. But a gentleman always avoids making assumptions as to a lady's communication preferences. <laughs> okay, so Sam has just introduced us to her hives. <laughs> <laughs> a gentleman doesn't bring up a woman's hives on a podcast. <laughs> we will edit this. <laughs> Look, I'm stressed. I go out with creepy dates. They're stress hives. What can I say? <laughs> this is turning up a lot of negative emotion. So uh, have you gotten any other communications from guys online that you would consider creepy? Unfortunately, quite a number. Um, I even specifically put in my most recent profile update that I am, uh, you know, don't bother to contact me if you're clingy or desperate. Um, one of the, my most r recent contacts actually used um, the desperation line as a hook to reach out to me. I thought it was rather amusing, and even what did though, you say? You know, um, I could I could probably look that up real quick. Um, but I think it was just something along the line. So, have you found any desperate men yet? <laughs> and uh, that's easy to find. It is easy to find. It was kind of a cute hook, and. 
even though he wasn't somebody that that I would typically, you know, go for, I I did, you know, open up a, a communication session with him and found him to be very, you know, charming and and witty and clever. And then, you know, agreed to to go on a date with him and gave him my my personal phone number and and he has since started texting me and um the texting is getting very intrusive and very frequent and uh he um keeps making lots of comments about how wonderful i am and how he wants me to send him more pictures and how i would be the perfect woman to marry and made comments about going on a road trip with me and uh never met the man and uh towards the end of the day i i pretty much let him know that i, I probably wasn't interested in going out with him after all because um what started off as a desperation joke has really just shown to that he he just like everyone else is, is also desperate so um so it's not necessarily what he said it's the fact that he said it having never met you in person just kind of rushing things a little bit and 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 that's really it i mean i, I you know i think that we all are looking for the perfect partner we all want to find that match that 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 you know complements us that that forever person. Um, some of us want it now, some of us want it later, and it's okay to want it now. I want it now, but that doesn't mean I necessarily now means tomorrow, and now no. means that you know I can just tell from a couple of brief conversations that you're the one. Right, you can't force that kind of thing. I mean, even if even if that is something that you want, even if you want, you're looking for a life partner, you're looking for marriage, kids, whatever it is that you're looking for, you can't make that connection over a few text messages. No matter how much you want it, you can't force that connection. I absolutely agree. So, so um, of the people that you've been in contact with, what percentage would you say display overt signs of creepiness? Oh gosh, of the people that have contacted me, um, maybe maybe they're just drawn to my profile. Um, I would say maybe seventy percent. That's really really high. Um, it, it is really high, and, and I don't know, maybe maybe it is because um, I am attractive, so I get a lot of hits. I, I don't know. I don't have any any comparison, but I definitely, I definitely get quite a few random email messages. Some of them are, you know, funny and clever. Some of them are, you know, kind of boring. Some of them are downright creepy. Um, and some people just don't seem to care. Uh, you know, I contacted some individual and, you know, he just was very negative and immediately brought up his divorce in the second message and just seemed to be a generally bitter person. And, and again, there's all different levels of creepy. Um, it just seems to be the, the rare find of, to find someone that's a little balanced and emotionally healthy. See, we, we haven't talked about that kind of person at all. What cues you in that someone is balanced or emotionally healthy? You know, I don't think that you can know if someone is emotionally healthy right out of the gate, but you can tell right out of the gate if they are very obviously not healthy. Um, 
Some of these people uh, just don't seem to have any social skills at all. And, you know, I think that the, the rule of thumb is, you know, generally try to be positive, generally try to be upbeat, don't over-disclose. Right. Don't, don't talk badly about past relationships, even if the uh, person was genuinely, genuinely cuntish. <laughs> um, don't... Uh, you don't need to bring up her cuntishness. You can bring that up well, well down the road. I'm not talking about anyone in particular. <laughs> um, no, you, you don't want to talk negatively about past relationships. You don't want to talk negatively about things in general. I mean, yeah. you kind of want to present yourself as someone that would be an asset to someone else's life. Like... Think about, would you want to date the female version of you? Why not? <laughs> and uh, so, so on that note, we're going to wrap up. Um, hopefully we've uh, given... Um, some useful information and uh, a useful female perspective. And I think I'll just add one little extra extra note here. Um, when, as a female, you have more cause to feel threatened when meeting a potential date. Am I correct? That is very true, yes. Imagine, if you will, uh, and I'm not going to disparage anyone for their size, I'm just speaking in terms of, general physical presence for purposes of intimidation. Imagine, if you will, gentlemen, that you are um, that you are being pursued by a very large and strong woman, larger and stronger than you, who you genuinely find unattractive and who is not taking your hints. And that's kind of what it feels like if you are an attractive young lady being pursued by creepy people. Is, am I about right? You, you, you are right. I, I, I think stalking is something that I genuinely seem to worry about these days. You know, and it's something that that I I make jokes about. Like I I you know I don't have a problem with stalkers. Like I don't get stalkers and uh, kind of like one now and then. But really, I wouldn't because it's not. It's not <laughs> nearly as fun as you think it would be. It's I've not the fantasy of, of stalkers. Yeah. It's not the it's person that you would want to stalk no, you. No, it's not the person you would want to stalk because you. The by definition. Right. The difference between a stalker and a secret admirer is whether or not the other person is interested in you. <laughs> it is. So, um, so on that note. On that note, we will wrap it up and... Uh, Join us again soon for more of the Gentleman's Podcast, where we will be discussing such things as fine whiskeys and brandy and uh, how to properly comb and wax your mustache. Good day. This has been an episode of A Gentleman Always. Visit us on the web at www.agentlemanalways.com. Email us at show at agentlemanalways.com. Call the show at 480-788-4368 and remember to leave your callback number.